Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at locking down a router using AutoSecure. We'll be discuss discussing discovery protocol CDP and LLDP, settings for protocols and services, Cisco AutoSecure, Cisco AutoSecure command syntax. We'll do a configuration example. And then finally, we'll look at configuring automated security features. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. The Cisco Discovery Protocol is an example of a service that is enabled by default on Cisco, Cisco routers. The Link Layer Discovery Protocol is an open standard that can be used, that can be enabled on Cisco devices as well as other vendor devices that support Link Layer Discovery Protocol. Cisco Discovery Protocol is Cisco proprietary. LLDP, that's an open standard that can be used by Cisco devices and other networking devices. Now, the intent of CDP and LLDP is to make it easier for administrators to discover and troubleshoot other devices on the network. However, because of the security implementation, these discovery protocols should be used with caution. Edge devices are an example of a device that should have this feature disabled. So your edge devices, your edge routers, the, that device that connects to somebody else's network, those devices, that's where you should disable these discovery protocols. Link layer discovery protocol configuration and verification is very similar to the Cisco discovery protocol. First, what you have to do is we have to turn on LLDP. By default on Cisco devices, LLDP is not turned on. So what we have to do is turn it on. To compare CDP to LLDP, we can issue the show, show CDP neighbors details, show Cisco discovery protocol. And this is going to list through here. It'll show us things like the device ID. It'll give us the addresses of the device. It'll say what the platform is, what interfaces are we connected to, give us the hold time for CDP, and it'll start listing out all the other information. So that was the show CDP neighbors detail. Then if we issue this show LLDP, the link layer discovery protocol, we can see that we kind of have the same information. We have the local interfaces G1. That's what we had right here. We have the chassis ID or once again, our Mac address. The port ID is the FAR port number. Here's the description of it. System name is S1. We can see S1 is labeled right here. This, then we have more information about the system. We have the software and you can see all that information is basically the same. One is through the Cisco proprietary protocol and the other is through an open standard that link layer discovery protocol. Hackers choose services and protocols that make the network more vulnerable to malicious exploitation. Many of these features should be disabled or restricted in their capabilities based on the security needs of the organization. Looking at these features, 
these these range from network discovery protocols such as CDP and LLDP to globally available protocols such as ICMP and other scanning tools. We have a couple tables here that summarize the default settings and the recommendations for these different protocols. We can see right here, we have the link layer discovery protocol. That was the open, open source discovery protocol. By default, it's disabled. And so that's a good thing for security. Now, if you need to turn it on, what we see here is it should be disabled globally if it's not required. So if you're not actually using LLDP, turn it off. Then we have configuration auto loading. That's disabled by default. And then once again, this should be disabled um, when not in use by the router. We have FTP and TFTP servers. We can, they, we can enable them, they're disabled by default. And once again, only used when you're using that protocol. NTP, network time protocol. That's disabled by, by default and it should be enabled when not in use. Most devices though, most of your networking devices, they're gonna use the NTP to get their time synced with all the other devices. Then we have packet assembler and disassembler service. That is enabled and it should be explicitly disabled when not in use. A lot of times it's being used and you can't get rid of it or you can't turn it off. So you have to leave it there. Just know that that exists. Then we have TCP and UDP minor services. Now this is enabled in version 11.3 and later. I really hope you're not using 11.3 or earlier. Um, you should at least be on 12, if not 15. And you need to disable this service explicitly if it's there. Then we have the MOP or maintenance operation protocol. And this is enabled on most interfaces. And if you're not using it, the maintenance operation protocol, yep, you should definitely once again, disable it. Here we have a couple, we have some more protocols. We have SNMP that allows you to monitor and configure devo devices remotely. By default, that is on. And notice how I said you can monitor and you can also do configuration using SNMP. Here, definitely, if you're not using it, disable it because bad things can happen. Then we have the web server and the secure web server. The setting here is Cisco device dependent. So some devices have it, some don't. If you're not using this, definitely disable it. If you're not using it. If you are using it, go and restrict that access. Put an access control list on there where only certain devices can access that. DNS, once again, is enabled by default, and it's really hard to turn that off in today's network because think about all those names you put in there instead of IP addresses and browsers and Windows Explorer and stuff like that to get to your devices. If you like this episode on locking down a router using AutoSecure and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Click that notification bell to turn on notifications to be alerted every time I release a new episode, and there are several new episodes headed your way. 
You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all my details on how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. If the DNS server um, lookup service is required, then ensure that you set the DNS server address explicitly. Make sure you're pointing to your known, a server you can control pointing to that address. Then we have the Internet Control Message Protocols, ICMP. This is where ping resides. By default, it's enabled. Disable it when it's not required. Why would you want to disable ping on your devices? Well, if somebody does a ping sweep of your network, they, they will see that there's a device there, then they can start doing a port scan and find vulnerabilities and then attack your system. This is a hard argument to turn this off for me because I like to have the ping there to verify that those devices, those interfaces are reachable, that the routing protocol is set up right, that the IP addresses are set up right. Then we have IP source routing, once again is enabled. Disable it when not in use. Same thing with the finger service. Disable it when it's not in use. Here we have our last pages of protocols. ICMP unreachable notification. So when you ping and something's not, they, they can't reach the destination, they're gonna give an unreachable notification back in that ping command. By default, that's enabled. Disable this on interfaces and untrusted networks. So if it's an untrusted network, they, the internet, your ISP connection, somebody is coming in through there and they're gonna start pinging devices. Well, if, if you have it turned off, they won't even get the message saying it's unreachable. Because what they're gonna do is try to ping past your device and your device is gonna say, hey, the device you're connecting to is unreachable, so it's gonna send back a message, thereby verifying that your router exists. Even though they tried to reach further, they'll at least they'll verify that your router exists. Then we have a mask reply. Disable this, once again, on interfaces to untrusted networks. IP identification service. Once again, explicitly disable that one. TCP keep alive should be enabled globally to manage TCP connections and prevent certain denial of service attacks. So TCP keep alive, it's disabled by default. And once again, should be enabled globally here to manage your TCP connections and prevent denial of service attacks. Then we have a gratuitous ARP, or known as GARP here, that's enabled by default, and disable that on each of the router interfaces unless you are actually using it. And then finally, we have the proxy ARP here. Once again, enabled by default. Enable, or sorry, disable the service on each interface unless you're using, unless that router is being used as a LAN bridge. Cisco AutoSecure can lock down the management planes and forwarding plane services, and they can also lock down the functions of a router. Now, there are several management plane services and, and functions here that AutoSecure will lock down. Right here is a long list of all these features. Take a look at them. I'm not going to read them off to you, but AutoSecure will secure all those. Cisco AutoSecure will also set up a legal notification using a banner. Basically, unauthorized access prohibited. If you don't have that, if you have a message saying, welcome to my system, there's been court cases where the message said, I was welcome to their system. And so 
I got no warning that I shouldn't have been there. So you should have some legal notification. Typically you run this by the lawyers. If you have a smaller company where you don't have lawyers, there are some pretty good examples out there if you do a web search for them. Then it will secure password and login configurations. It'll, it'll, it'll secure your passwords, it'll encrypt your passwords, it'll set them up. It'll secure NTP so that no that way somebody can't spoof your network time protocol. We'll, we'll secure our SSH connections, set it up, making sure it's all going. And then one of the final things that Cisco Auto Secure will do is it'll set up the TCP intercept services. There are three forwarding plane services and functions that Cisco Auto Secure enables. The first one here is the Cisco Express forwarding. The second one is traffic filtering with ACLs. So you set up your ACLs and it'll, it'll filter it for you. And then finally, the third one here is the Cisco IOS firewall inspection for common protocols. It'll go through, it'll set up some basic settings for the common protocols and it'll allow you to filter that out. The auto secure command, use that here to enable the Cisco auto secure feature. This setup can be interactive or non-interactive. As we look here, we can see that we have no interact or full. And what we're talking about here, the no interact here, the user will not be prompted for any interactive configuration. No interactive dialogue parameters will be configured, including usernames or passwords. Then we have forwarding. We have forwarding or management. Forwarding is only the forwarding plane will be secured. Management, only the management plane will be secured. When the auto secure command is initiated, the CLI wizard steps the administrator through the configuration of the device. User input is required when you use the, the CLI wizard. What we do here first is use the auto secure command. The router displays the auto secure configuration welcome message. Now the wizard here will gather information about the outside interfaces, IP addresses, what their names are. Then auto secure secures the management plane. And what it's going to do is it's going to disable any of the unnecessary any of the unnecessary services. Auto Secure then prompts for a banner. We're gonna go ahead and set up your banner. Once again, this is all part of the wizard here. Then it'll prompt for passwords and enable passwords and login features. The sixth step here is our interfaces are secured. And then finally, the forwarding plane is secured. Auto Secure should be used when a router is initially being configured. It's not for when your router is out in the production. So you get a new router from Cisco, you take it out, put it on your workbench, you're starting to set it up, use auto secure. That wizard will help you take, take you through some of those steps. If your device is out in the production environment, it's out in the wild, it's working, don't run this auto secure because it could change some of your settings. It could break your network by maybe locking down an interface or it was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on locking down a browser using auto secure. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. 
please take a minute to subscribe to my channel and click that notification bell. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. You can get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right corner is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos I picked out just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode on my series on network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.